Bielsa looking to get close side of Fon. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 Reading. Three points Reading. Hello and welcome to Elm Park Rolls Preview Podcast, supported by Phantom Bruco. Well, it's been a surprisingly good week for Reading FC with a 4-0 win at Millwall. Yes, we did actually discover how to score goals and we won a match. Absolutely incredible. And to help me talk through it, I've been joined by James Earnshaw. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, Paul. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, so you were at the Millwall match. Easy for me to say. <laughs> what were your opinions on it? Because, first of all, where's your hat? Because I thought you were meant to be eating one, James. Yeah, my hat is currently in my digestive system, having firmly eaten it. Um, oh, it was amazing, wasn't it? No one would have given us a chance. I think what we were 14 to 1, I think, before the game. I mean, that's mad in a one-off game. But, um, no, blitzed them from first minute to last. Could have had a few more goals. And, yeah, it was the first night in a long, long time that, you know, you've been proud and, and, and happy with, with, with supporting Reading, which makes a nice change. Yeah, totally. You look at all the young players that came in, uh, they did brilliantly, didn't they? Uh, we also had Taylor Binden, who came in, who just signed for the club a couple of days before. Only 18. What did you think of his performance? Well, him and Abby were imperious. That They were a proper back two, talking, moving, you know, always sort of within the right spaces with each other. Um, they look like they've been playing together for years. And actually, Abby said on the interview that that's the first time they'd ever played together. Um, so I think we've got a real couple of couple of coups. Um, you know, maybe not a regular first team player yet, but you know, him and Rochesha are definitely getting there. Whenever I've seen bits of Matt um, and Nelson Abbey, I've always thought he's got more solid foundations than the Abbey ruins. I sorry, but I just had to get that in there. <laughs> yeah, he really like the prospect in the um kind of just before the season starts, one of those pods, I, I said that I think he's going to be going to be his season. I'll let you say, I don't know how many games he's going to start or appear in, but he just always looks like a player to me. And if he's going to have a manager now in Ruben Sellers, who's going to trust in young players at points, I, I think it's the ideal scenario for him. Yeah, I think if I'm McIntyre in Holmes, I'm definitely thinking you're going to have to up your game uh, because... You know, they're, they're not, I mean, obviously they're far behind in terms of experience, but based solely off of, of Tuesday, which, you know, was, was a one-off game and, and they need to be given more time. But based off of that individual performance, there's nothing to say that they couldn't seriously push McIntyre Holmes, even Harley Dean, you know, the, another experienced head that's in the first team. Um, and at least sort of be very, very good options where if we pick up injuries, which we're reading, so we'll pick up injuries, that, you know, you wouldn't be too upset about them coming in. No, which is absolutely ideal. And obviously, you know, the situation is is that we're always going to be looking now to try and get fees for players. And having two young players like that come in, if they get better, it's good for us and it's good for them. So I'll tell you what was lovely, though, um, during it, because I wasn't at the game, was watching, occasionally flicking over to Sky Sports News and seeing J.B. McEnough talking about Reading. He was glowing. He was absolutely <laughs> glowing. It was loving it. It was like, after all these years of running, watching us being shit and trying to be slightly positive, he's like, finally, I've got something I can cling on to. Just even one game. It was it was a beautiful thing. But also, up front, we had Kelvin um, scoring a couple of goals. First one I thought was particularly nice. Yeah, no, Kelvin uh, definitely made up for Saturday. Um, you know, similar sort of chances near close to the keeper. And, you know, he was wise enough to be able to um, properly put him away this time. Yeah, Vickers 
with a lovely assist as well. Also got one for his second one. Not quite an assist he meant, but it's a shot, so you take it. I, I think Vickers is surely going to get more game time this season. I mean, he, he looks excellent whenever I've seen him. Yeah, I don't want to make the whole Michael Elise jump because it's, it's it's too early. But I think the way they play just kind of reminds me of him, the way he glides past players and you know, he's got a real eye for a pass for someone so young to have played so few first-team games. But he just knows where to put the ball. Yeah, we also had Clark in goal as well. Um, no no goals conceded, which is lovely for him because he's had a bit of a ropey spell at Huddersfield last season. The last game, he wasn't great, but the whole team was a bit of a mess by then. In the preseason friendly against Swansea, it didn't go for him as well. But th there's some potential there, I think, still. And it's good to see him have that game when it hasn't been a complete disaster for him because being a young goalkeeper, he's going to need that confidence. But... We've now got a new signing in David Button, and um, 34-year-old at West Brom last season. Didn't exactly get rave reviews from their fans, <laughs> to be said. Um, but I always think when a player comes to the club, I just judge them by what they do here. So, James, what's your thoughts on him? Well, exactly that, Paul. I mean, Christ, Joe Lumley and, and Al Habsley were slated this season immediately before they joined us. And uh, look what they went on to do. I mean, Lumley... Yes, because he's a lot of goals, but he also, certainly towards the end of the season, made some amazing saves and kept us in matches and became a fan favourite. And now Habsley was player of the season, both seasons he was with the club and probably one of the best keepers we've ever had in terms of um, shot saving. So we need to um, sort of judge him on, on what they do for Reading. Uh, he'll be a good player to have around the place. Uh, finally, a, an experienced keeper with, with minutes and, and game time at the sort of maybe not the top, top level, but championship in League One, which is where we want to be. And... Um, Competition can only improve things, you know, when you've got players that are willing to come in and, and, and the, the drop-off isn't in, in quality isn't obvious, then it's, it's only a good thing. And hopefully he can, um, you know, claim that number one spot because at the minute nobody seems to really want it. No, no, nobody wants it. I mean, let's just hope he stays fit because, as you say, the curse has struck us. So I hear another member of the uh, Reading FC women's team this, and he's only been here for 10 days. Is it over? thing. <laughs> I mean, it's a horrendous injury, but I, I don't know what's going on with the injuries. At the, I don't know, James, but it, it's a disaster zone, isn't it, out there? I mean, we get Smith in as well, Sam Smith for the men's team. Plays nearly 100 games in the last two seasons. He sees Bearwood. His body says, oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. I, re I reckon Di must have scrimped a bit on the cost of the uh, ground because it's obviously on some ancient burial site or something that would <laughs> upset people above our powers that are hitting us with injuries every five minutes. It could be, yeah. I mean, I didn't expect to be talking about ancient burial sites, but I'm good. <laughs> you never know. Maybe that's a new podcast for us, James. We can like, that's nice. That, that's too much, isn't it? So, <laughs> we go. We're obviously going to go into the game with a lot of confidence. Ruben seemed really confident after the match and, you know, in believing it and by saying, ticking off an absolute massive box for Reading fans by saying, I could have just sat back. Um, it would have just been cross after cross. Nobody wants to see us. And in every single fan's head, you're thinking, thank fuck you didn't do that. Because that is Paul Lintzball and nobody wants to see that. I mean, yeah, it was a bit of a two bit of a two finger salute up to Paul Lintz, wasn't it, really? Not particularly subtle. We're in for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what are your thoughts then on the upcoming match at Port Vale this weekend, James? I mean, uh... they've obviously... Lost 7-0 last week, but he got a 3-2 win during the week, didn't they? 
in the league. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm gonna, I, I've been supporting Reading for too long now, and it's typical Reading to go and lose 1 0, having, having won 4 0 in the week, midweek. So I reckon, yeah, I'm going to go for a 1 0 one nil defeat. 1 0 defeat. Oh, Jay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want I want to get predictions right this time. I don't want to just go for my heart. I'm oh, here to I, win. I gave up on that about three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the win this year against okay. on the okay. predictions. Well, this is one I hope you get wrong. Um, sure so do I. So do I. I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for two one reading. I'm just gonna go for it. I reckon we might manage to get two away wins in one week. Oh, could you imagine? That would be that would be dreamy. Hell, hell of freeze over if that ever happens. <laughs> just not well, that's bad news for Swindon, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right then. So uh, thanks for listening to that bit. We've now got Johnny from L and the Vale podcast coming up immediately after this one. So get that hat, James. Just get it down here. Come on. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to part two of the preview of the Saturday game against Port Vale. We've now switched across obviously to our view from the opposition and to preview Port Vale. We have got Johnny from the Ale and Vale podcast. How are you doing Johnny? Yeah not too bad mate how about yourself? All good all good better after Tuesday um, much better after Tuesday it was a nice positive evening um, which is always nice but um, but yeah obviously we're looking ahead to Port Vale, Reading's first away trip of the season. Um, Johnny, just give us a bit of insight into Port Vale. Um, not many Reading fans might not know Port Vale last year, finished 18th in the table. Um, how's kind of the off-season since then been for you guys in the end of last season? Yeah, so at the end of last season, we we were pretty much in free fall. I think we didn't win a game of football in about 16 games at one stage and I know you guys will know all too well what that feels like um and then yeah to, we, we finally got the the win that, that felt like it secured safety and still went into the final day a bit twitchy um but we we've had a new manager in the summer which was last year's assistant manager um he's come in with some new ideas signed 10 players and yeah it, it just feels like it's a bit of a, a bedding in period still currently Andy, it's Andy Crosby, isn't it? Your yeah. manager now. Yeah. Is it his first stint as, as a manager? Has he always been yeah, number two? His first proper stint. Um, he took over the reins when Daryl Clark um, was off on bereavement in promotion season and then the last few games of last season as well. So so he's not, it's not like he's, it's his first ever games, but yeah, it's his, his first time that it's his team. Yeah. And one thing I think that was probably a bit of a staple of, Port Vale team last year was the defence. It was probably the weaker area of of Port Vale. I know you always look at it kind of with teams down there and struggling. Reading likewise. Um, how's how's that shaped up over over the summer? Any big transfers in or? Well, it'd be it'd be it's it's a strange one really. So we've we've signed two centre halves to come in, um, two new wing backs. Um, and then yeah, we shipped nine goals in the first two games. So um, yeah, but yeah, it's it, it's a strange one actually because we've signed Connor Ripley, who statistically last season was the third best goalkeeper in the league. Now the two that were better than him was James Trafford, who was on loan from Man City at Bolton, who gone on to Burnley and looks like he's going to be 
playing Premier League football next season. And the Plymouth goalkeeper that I can't remember his name, but he was he was only a young lad as well. So we've signed a keeper who statistically was the third best keeper in the league. Um, we just we just have a habit of giving the opposition a clear cut chance every game, um, and they usually take it. So yeah, it, it's it's been a, it's been a strange one um, because on paper it looks like we've improved everywhere, but the first two games. Yeah, it's 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 a little little more difficult. Mm. I mean, touching on that first game, um, finished finished seven nil. Maybe a little bit deceptive though, because it seemed almost like every chance that um, Barnsley had pretty much finished in the back of the net. I think they had uh, was it eight shots on target and seven goals, and it was yeah. about ten shots in total. Um, so maybe a slightly deceptive result. Um, yeah, really. The, the first 25 minutes were the better side, um, which sounds mad when you've lost 7 0. Like, you look at it on paper and think, well, you've been trounced, and we have, but we went in 2 0 at half time. Um, we, 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 we were the architects of our own downfall in that half, two poor goals to concede. Um, and then second half, we just didn't, didn't come out, we just didn't react. So, we did get a bit of a maul in. Um, the goal they didn't have many shots, but the shots that they did have were, were all were all decent. So their their expected goals was pretty low um, across, uh, even though they scored seven. So so they, they were they were clinical with the chances. Um, but yeah, we, we we really we we didn't help ourselves by. I don't know if you've seen Kitchen's goal, for example. We we give a centre half who's six foot four. It's not like he's conspicuous and can sneak in the freedom of your penalty area. So if you're giving someone that, then they're going to score a goal, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, one of the positives, though, midweek, the Carabao Cup. Some people never like to look at it and kind of the results that come from it, but a nice little bounce back against uh, against Fleetwood for you guys. One, one three, three, two came from behind uh, twice as well mm-hmm. to win that. So thoughts for kind of um, a bit of positivity, potentially. Yeah, attacking-wise, we looked really good against Fleetwood. Defensively, we still looked a bit soft. But then I think that was because we played two, two attacking midfielders in centre midfield as well. So I think we the idea was that we were going to go and and take it take it to them. Um, so a bit kamikaze-esque, but it's, it, it's, it, it was needed. We needed something positive and we scored... Uh, well, we scored three actually, three very good goals for for different reasons. So Ethan Chislett scored an absolute peach um, just outside the area in off the post, and then he scored a diving header as well from about three centimeters out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the play, the build up play to that was was lovely. And then um, Thomas, who's the the young lad that we've got on loan from Swansea, he scored his first senior goal. Um, so yeah, he he looks a bit of a live wire. So there was a lot more positives. We still struggled to defend set plays. We've 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 taken on a zonal sort of a zonal marking system, and never the most comfortable with it. But we'll we'll see how that plays out. Whenever zonal marking comes up, I don't think anyone's comfortable with it. It's it's it's, it's one of those odd oddities. Almost every single team does it. When you look at every top team as well, everyone does it. But everyone hates it at the same time. Um, it's uh, it's an interesting one. Um, when it comes to 
formation though you guys normally three at the back yeah as well. it's it's three five two ish is mm. is kind of it's it's kind of there's three center halves two wing backs and then dependent on the makeup of the midfield it's either two sitters and one just in front or it's one sitter and two kind of like a straight line then down the middle um because each one of them's got a slightly different variation but yeah that's that that that's the way we'll say 352 for ease mm-hmm. yeah no it's a, it's becoming more and more common as well i think that formation across across the league so um when it when it comes to players for you guys as well obviously you touched upon chislet getting a brace in the week um obviously thomas scoring if you had to pick out one player to keep an eye on on saturday for Reading fans, who would it probably be? Um, well, probably for Reading fans, it'll be Nathan Smith, um, centre half or captain, because he's evil. And <laughs> I think knowing that Andy Carroll's got a bit of a short temper, it could it could turn up out out that them pair of scrapping at some stage because Smithy last season got four players sent off. Um, he he likes a pinch. Um, he likes the old. He's quite old-fashioned in terms of he'll tread on your toes, he'll he'll pinch under the arms, get that bit of fat that's just just under your shoulder and stuff like that. So Smithy likes doing that, and he doesn't seem scared of being punched in the face either. Which which I think there is. He's nuts, but when you look at the bloke, he's got a gap in between his teeth, and he doesn't really say anything to anyone on the pitch. So we we've spoken to him, and he says he doesn't say anything. He's not one of these that'll give give you a load of grief. He'll just mm. stare at you and smile after he's pinched you or or pulled at you and stuff like that. So that's going to be quite an interesting one because the refs cottoned onto it second half of last season. So when he was going down and holding his head and stuff because he had been slapped, they were just like, "We know what you're doing, Smithy. Get up." But yeah, I think it'll be an interesting one with Andy Carroll because he is he has got a short fuse and I, I can see him swinging an arm at him rather than doing what some other players have done and just hitting the deck, pretending like they've been shot. So that'll be an interesting one. But offensively, probably Alice Harrison, a striker, um, mm-hmm. puts himself about a lot. It'll be interesting how he lines up with, with your your defence. Obviously, you've just signed Harley Dean, haven't you? So yes, that'll yeah. be a, an interesting one because he's, he's a bit of a brute in the air. So, um, But yeah, it's, it, it'll be quite... It'd be Harrison and Smith, really. Smith just for the just for the fun, but Harrison because he's probably our most dangerous attacker. Eleven goals last year, I think it was for him as well. In was, uh, yeah. in in about thirty five or so games, so not not a bad not a bad record really for for um for a striker down there. Um, and kind of looking ahead to our first obviously away trip of League One, give us a bit of an insight into Vale Park. What what is it? What is it like? What should Reading fans expect? Um, well, you're the first set of away fans now in the new away end. Um, and by new, I don't mean we haven't had a new one. It's just we've swapped ends. Um, so don't get too excited. Um, it's got the worst facilities out of the stadium. Um, so that's one of the reasons why we've swapped over, just to give the home fans better experience, which... You guys will know all too well. I think you've shoved the away fans up and as far away from the pitch as possible and charged them twice the amount, haven't you, for it? So it's it's becoming more common, sadly, seemingly. Yeah. It's yeah, it's not not great, but yeah, that's it. It's it's kind of you can understand look after your own, but 
people people are traveling and spending a lot of money so yeah we we've done that but what we have done is we we've added a new bar in there so there is somewhere for for to get beer and um dependent on how many you've sold um we've we've looked at putting like a temporary fan zone outside so there's a bit of a space where you guys can gather um it's a three four minute walk from where you'll be directed to to park on dimensions um, and where the official coaches will go. So, yeah, it's 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 very, very old ground. Um, it's just out of town. Um, there's not many places in town that let away fans in. Um, I think your fans have been directed to the White Hart, which is about 15, 20 minute walk from the ground. Um, and yeah, it's just the the ground itself. The pitch is massive. Um, it's, it's one of the biggest playing surfaces in the in the league. Um, we we are bringing it in slightly each season, but yeah, the pitch is still quite a big playing surface. Um, and, and, and yeah, it's I say this is the first home game. We've sold decent amount of tickets. Um, probably would have been better if last Saturday wouldn't have happened because football fans are reactional little little souls, aren't we? But yeah, it should be a decent day for you. Score prediction. Who do you think will take it? I've said on the podcast that I, I feel that we'll win 2-1. I think we're, we're going to concede. I think there's not going to be many games we don't, but I feel that we, we've got the 7-0 out of the system. It's it's kind of... We now need to kick on and make sure that the next two games were, were, were done right. Um, mm-hmm. I said that when we looked at our fixtures at the start of the season... Carlisle was probably the first game where you're looking at going right. Our season starts there. When you batted seven nil, that plan goes out the window. And I think now the two games Tuesday, obviously against Fleetwood and against you guys, are now huge games of football. We've ticked one off and won, so that takes a little bit of pressure. But fans want to see you winning games of football in the league, don't they? And it'd be typical Vale give you your first league win since Feb, I think. Is it? Um, yes, February 25th, um, yeah, and it. first away league win since uh, November 12th last year. Okay, so one yeah, of so the Millwall, but in the league, yeah, yeah. yeah that, there you go. So that, that that's usually we're, we're very we're, we're a very nice charity case usually, and we'll we'll let teams get that that the monkey off the back. But I don't think we can afford to do it. So yeah, two one win. Well, thing, fingers crossed, we might get a bit of charity from Vale, but um, I'm not counting on it personally. So, um, <laughs> Donny, thank you so much for joining us today. Best of luck for the weekend um, and for the season ahead. I'm sure we'll probably catch up later in the season as well when we um, when we have the return fixture. Hopefully, talk, talking about a first v second clash. Um, Hopefully. Never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you very much for joining us today, Johnny. Um, obviously, if we, we will be back on Sunday for the review of the Port Vale game. Um, make sure you uh, jump into that one. And of course, if you have like, liked this podcast, give us a five-star review, give it a share, um, and obviously give us your feedback. It is all very much appreciated. Um, until then, um, I've been Matt Lansley, and we will catch you on the next one.